services come and see from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, October 16, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Scriptures are God-breathed. And even the word inspired, though, if you look at the original meaning of it, um, is it's inspirited. The Holy Spirit has been infused into the Scriptures. And therefore it's useful for teaching, for correction, for rebuke, for reproof, you know, for all the kinds of things that will enable you to grow up to be a mature Christian. And then he goes on to say, but the day is coming when people will no longer listen to sound doctrine. Instead, they will have itching ears and seek for themselves teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. They will chase after myths and trade it in for the truth. That sound like a familiar time to you? We do it not only in terms of religion anymore, but you know, one of the things that's astounded me about this election season is that in the primaries, I know in the polls, the thing that always came in last um, was what, where the person stood on the issues. That seems a little odd, given that that's sort of what we wanted them to do. But, and, and the thing that came in right above it, which wasn't a whole lot better, was did you think they were electable? Um, so apparently it's fine to pick somebody who's telling you what you want to hear as long, even if they, won't be, they don't stand where you stand on the issues and they can't be elected. And then we'll, we'll choose that person. You know, and, but we see that in Scripture as well, you know, the way people treat Scripture. And he's warning us because when we don't read the Bible regularly, when we don't know it very well, then what happens is we develop itching ears. It's hard to listen to the Bible sometimes. Sometimes the scriptures say things that make us uncomfortable, you know, because they happen to hit on our own personal issues. And it would be a whole lot better if we could go to church somewhere where everybody always told us what we always wanted to hear. Now, we wouldn't grow in the faith in the least, but it would be better because we'd feel better. We'd leave every time feeling, oh, I feel good. You know, I've, I've got 100 on my test. I'm doing great. It's almost like great inflation, if you will, only in a spiritual condition because, you know, it's sort of like I don't care what it is I learned as long as I get a good grade and do well. But the problem with that is, is that we won't grow in our faith. We'll be stuck in a childish faith if we do that. That's why one of the things I've always done in my sermons um, is that I always try to give people a challenge to think about during the week, including myself, by the way, of something that we need to work on or need to look at. And so hopefully that challenges you and that you do that. But it becomes very easy um, to um, want to go to a place because we have itching ears. We want to hear people tell us that God loves us. Um, particularly, I'd like the people, I've always thought it'd be good to go to a church where people told me that God was going to make me rich as long as he did. Um, and, you know, all the kinds of good things. And, and the bad people are all the people out there, not the people in here. Now, that's not true, but it sounds good, right? It makes us feel better. But the only way we're ever going to know the difference is if we read the Scriptures. If we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the reading of Scripture. When we don't do that, then... We don't know if what the person's saying is true or not. If you want an example of, of what not to listen to, all you really have to do is turn on most TV evangelists. There are some that are good, but most of them, by and large, their message is just bizarre. And one of the ways you can always tell is that if the bad people are not in here, they're out there, 
That's called preaching to the choir. Because it's easy for me. I could condemn all sorts of people who aren't ever going to darken my door. That'd make it easy, wouldn't it? But the problem with it is, is it doesn't make it true. And the truth is, is that unless we are willing to read our scriptures and understand the gospel, then how can we possibly go out and proclaim the message? Now, when he's talking to Timothy, telling him to be an evangelist, he's not saying that because Timothy's ordained. Every person in the church, ordained and lay, is called to be an evangelist. There's no difference. Every one of us is called to spread the good news of what Christ has done in our lives. And when we fail at doing that, most often it's because we don't bother to educate ourselves on what that is and how to go about doing it. So one of the things that Paul's telling us that I think is a challenge for us this week is to read the scriptures. You know, actually get into the word of God and read it. If, if you find it difficult to understand, buy a commentary. There are tons of them. Look it up on the internet. If they have tons of commentaries on the internet. There, there's many of them. Um, and it's not that hard to figure out for the most part. You know, it, get a good study Bible. A good study Bible at the very beginning will, will give you an introduction to the, the, the book that you're going to read to tell you what the context in which the book is being written in. And then at the bottom, it will have footnotes that will tell you what you know, this means, what most scholars think this word means. So it's not that difficult to do. It just takes some time. I mean, you have to spend, oh, maybe 15 minutes of your day reading the word. And then let that word inform you for the rest of the day and ask God to tell you, what is it that he's saying to me? What, what are you telling me, God, in this passage? What is it that you're trying to say? Another good way to do it is um, the, our daily bread, which we have for free out here. It, it always has a scripture verse in it, um, which is another good way to begin to use a scripture verse to, to use it for your day. When we don't do that, though, then we will begin to develop itching ears. And you see that rising up all over the place. I mean, people will claim almost anything. You know, one of the things that's always amazed me, because it's about a year or two ago now, anybody know who Creeflo Dollar is? How's that for a name for a pastor? Creeflo Dollar. He's in Atlanta. But he, um, a year or so ago, said he needed uh, $60 million because his jet was broken. And they said it wasn't worth fixing anymore. So he needed to raise $60 million so he could get a new jet. And would you believe he raised the money? Of course, he also told everybody that I'll send you this special little handkerchief that I prayed over and, and it'll heal you of all your ailments and all this sort of thing. You know, people like that are nothing more than the snake oil salesmen of, of the last century, early last century. You know, and then you'll hear some people who want to talk about live your best life now. You know, things like that. They're always trying to, you know, feel good about who you are. Well, it is true that you need to feel good, but somehow or other, the ministry of suffering never seems to come into that kind of discussion, does it? And yet right here in the scripture, we hear Paul telling Timothy, endure suffering. You know, suffering is a part of the Christian journey. Now, it wouldn't be if the world was heaven, but I don't know if you all have noticed or not, but it's not. Um, it doesn't work that way. And so part of what's going to happen to us as Christians as we try to live by God's standards as opposed to the world's standards is that we will endure suffering and persecution. That comes naturally as part of it. But he doesn't say enjoy it, by the way. He says endure it. You know, because we know who wins in the end. And so the challenge for us this week is to ask us, how itchy are our ears? You know, one of the things I found in... in 30 years of ministry now, is have you ever noticed that if somebody gets mad about something, 
that they leave the church? You know, and I've often thought, how is that a solution to anything? You know, how does that solve anything? Because now you've got one more unresolved anger that you're going to have to deal with before you get in through the pearly gates. You know, how many of those do we really want before we get to heaven? And yet all too often we'd rather not deal with the problems, and so we run away. So what Paul's telling us is, you know, we need to listen to sound doctrine, and we need to be rebuked sometimes because of it. Now that doesn't mean that we need to be yelled at constantly and told how horrible we are. I remember my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law are um, Southern Baptists, and I never will forget um, that my sister-in-law one day said, oh, the, the pastor gave a great message this morning. He, you know, he, he preached hell to us, and, and we were convicted. And I thought, and you left feeling good? <laughs> I mean, you know, basically, you're all wretched sinners, and you're going to hell. So and I said, then that was good. I, I didn't understand that. But she said, well, sometimes you need to be called up for what your shortcomings are. Well, I agree, and all of us need to be called up for our shortcomings, but I generally prefer to have somebody do it one-on-one rather than aiming it at the whole crowd like a shotgun blast, you know, scatter shot. And so it's not about feeling bad about ourselves, but it is about challenging ourselves to be the people that Christ made us to be. We all want to 